Yo, what's up? What's up? It's Music King. Welcome to the Rockstar Podcast. I'm here today with a very special guest. Her name is Lilac, just like the color. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Tell them where you're from. Tell them what you do. Tell them all about yourself. Yeah, so originally I'm from Colorado. I'm in Georgia now. Um, I do pretty much anything creative. I sing, I rap, I do video editing, photo editing. I'm, I'm in there. If it's art, I'm, I'm into it. Okay, word. So how'd you get into all of that? Um, honestly, I've been singing since I was little. Um, music is kind of like my soulmate. It helps me calm my chaos. So I've been singing for a while and then I kind of just got into other creative things because my dad's very creative. So it just come from like a very artistic family. Okay, that's lit. So like I look at your Instagram and it's like really, really popping. Like you got lots of dope photos, <laughs> Instagram pictures, like TikTok reels, all this kind of stuff. Like, so you do all that by yourself. You have a team that helps you. Like, how does that work? Um, I do do it all by myself, but if there's a team out there that wants to help me, like, get at me. Or if Bill Gates wants to cash at me to help me get a team, like, get at me. <laughs> okay, so, like, what would you define yourself if you had to define yourself as something? Like, what type of artist are you? Are you a music artist? Are you, like, a video artist? Or are you, what are you, what you most say you fall under? I would definitely say music. Um, music is my main passion. It always has been. Um, so I'm trying to kind of figure out my way into it. I've only been doing it for about eight months. So I'm still okay. trying to like figure it out. Wow. Okay. You sound really good. Like your tracks are really cool. They sound good. Thank like you. I listen to like your covers. I think it's like on Voicely or something. App like yes. That. So yeah. And then I saw you. I was just watching your music video. I was like, okay, this is really like different. I liked it. Thank you. Cause I edited both of those videos with like no music video editing experience. So I very much appreciate that. Where, so did you like use the camera or did you just use this or like, what did you do? So the music videos were actually filmed by videographers. I just edit them. Um, and then everything else I just use my phone. So you really get on the computer yourself and really like go edit? Mm -hmm. Wow. So it's like different being a creator in the new millennium in 2021 now that we're in. So sometimes the creator might have to edit their own videos. They might have to like really get it popping for themselves to create a buzz. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So like this is my first time talking to you, meeting you like virtually through the whatever this is, the internet or whatever. You're really interesting, really hot. You got like dope pictures. You seem like you have like some kind of star quality about yourself. So it's like, where do you want to go in the future? Um, I mean, my main focus was really to do music to help people. Um, obviously, if I pop off and I blow up, that would be dope. But my main focus is like, I genuinely would not be alive right now without music. I wouldn't be on this earth anymore. And I know how important it is. So I would like to get to a point where I have a big enough support base that I can just, you know, create a safe space, start doing concerts and tours where People aren't allowed to bring their phones in just so they can vibe with me so we can heal together so we can like just be present and in the moment because that's something I struggle with as well. Well, like being present in the moment or? Yeah, like yeah. And that's, oh, sorry, go ahead. Like disconnected from social media, like disconnected from the phone. Like, like what do you mean? Like yeah. a struggle, like expand more on that, please. Um, I'm just an overthinker. And music, when I'm writing music, when I'm singing, it's like the one time I don't think. It's like the one time I'm able to just shut all my thoughts off and kind of just exist 
And so that same piece is what I want to bring to other people, you know, like, don't worry about your job. Don't worry about what you got going on. Like, just be here with me and let's just, you know, be together. Okay. Word, word. So you don't care about the filming. You don't care about the TikToks. You don't care about the Instagram story. Just receive the music, receive the energy, receive the vibes. And you're happy with giving them that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's not really about the fame. It's about like the energy that the, that the music provides by connecting with people for you. Yes, absolutely. Okay. That's, that's a real mission. Cause you talk to a lot of people. They're like, yo, I just want to get rich. I just want to buy a car. I want to buy my mama this and everything. They don't, I never heard someone with a goal like yours for music. Well, I want to heal people. I want to like make people feel better through my music. It's not about social media to everybody else. It's all about followers. It's all about likes and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily good or bad, you know? Yeah, I mean, it would be cool to, like, cry in a Tesla instead of my old Honda, but I'm not going to trip about it if it doesn't happen. Um, in terms of social media, truthfully speaking, I don't like it. Um, I think it's very fabricated. I think too many people try to portray themselves as something they're not, and it's very toxic. Um, but in the same breath, it could be a perspective thing because you meet a lot of cool people. We met on social media, so I think... That's something that I enjoy about music, too, is it gives you a new perspective on things, gives you a new way to think about things. Right, right. So how would you say, like, say if you didn't have social media, right, would you still do music? And how would you, like, get your music out there if it wasn't for social media? Like, how would you expand yourself? Like, could you see yourself doing the things you do right now without social media? At the same time, it's like the disadvantages of social media, the bad things about them, but then it's like, okay, you're connecting with people. So could you do music without social media or would you do music without social media? How would that make you feel? Yeah, so honestly, I feel like I'm only on social media for my music. Um, I would do music regardless till the day I die just because like it, it heals me. It's, you know, I feel like my life, most of my life, I'm swimming against the current. Like I'm trying too hard. I don't know how to relax and music, it heals me. Um, so I would still be doing that without social media. I don't know, because I've never done a show before. I have really bad anxiety. <laughs> so social media is probably the best thing for me to do, honestly. Especially now with COVID, you can't really do anything without social media. So let's hope that like COVID ends on a good note or whatever, and we all get back to some type of normal or normalcy. And we can do shows again, because I haven't done a show since like, February of this year and it's almost February again in 21 whatever right so yeah. let's say that happens how would you feel about doing the show like would you be nervous would you be like how would that feel for you like would you be able um, would you like to do a lot of shows or so I have talked to like labels and industry people and all of them were like you need to do shows so it is not something I would be I would be super nervous. I would want to throw up. I'm not even going to lie, but I know that it's something I need to do. And I've also heard from people that are in the music industry that it's one of those things that you just got to do it. It's not going to get easier until you do it. There's no excuse. There's no special thing you can do to get over it. You just got to do it. So I would be down to do shows. Absolutely. It would just be nerve wracking for me. Word. So like, I think we're getting into like a new type of music, like, all right, like we're, we're coming across artists that never performed live, that started their music career off of music apps, that started their career like on a different space. Like for me, I started like my rap career, like freestyling in the car, smoking weed with my friends in high school. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. the, the live element was already there, like performing for a live audience. It wasn't like a social media type of deal, you know? So 
It's right. like, uh, how do you feel about that? Like, you got music, you got music artists that do it live. You got music artists that are on that are on social media. So it's like, what do you feel is like? Is it better? Is it better to be like a live artist? Is it better to be a social media artist? Like, what 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 do you think about it? Like, I think even though I have really bad stage fright, it's better to be live. Um, because I think with social media, it oversaturates everything. I think everybody feels like, oh, I have a phone, so now I'm an artist. Now I'm a photographer. Now I'm a singer. Now I'm a rapper. Now I'm anything. And so there's so many people trying to get into the space that the ones who do shows, they make themselves stand out. Because not everybody can do shows. Not everybody can get out and do that. So I do think it's better to be a live artist. Right. Not everybody can attract a fan base. Not everybody has right. the balls, has a stomach to go perform live. Like when you go perform live, it's going to be like, especially if you're a new artist and you're not performing at the Super Bowl or some shit, it's going to be like some shit that goes down that you got to be prepared for. Like the mic level might be, you know what I'm saying, a little bit too high or too low. You might have to tell the engineer or the DJ or whoever's coordinating your music to do this and do that. So it's like a lot of things that comes with performing live. Do you have a cordless mic or do you have a wired mic? You know what I'm saying? It's a big difference for a performer. Yeah. Like which one? can you work with both can you work with a situation that's a change in scenario what if the audience just it was another performer that was really really fucking dope and they just just went crazy and cried with the performer or rage with this performer did you come on you have a different vibe like how does that affect you as an artist how do they receive your music differently or what if the last artist was trash and got booed off the stage and they like threw water bottles and shit at them then like what do you do to like come in and you're the next artist up like how do you change the tone how do you get them on your vibe you feel me so I think like connecting with people live is a special talent, but I feel like, say if I was like a music industry a and I'd be like, hmm, would I want to sign an artist that's super dope, super hot online, you know, like got YouTube views, they got Instagram, TikTok, all this type of metrics going, but never performed live. I'd be like, I don't know, never, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, can you monetize it? You probably could, but then it's like, what if they got stage fright? What if they can't perform live? And it's like, can we actually enjoy a music artist? Can we be a fan of a music artist and we never go see them live ever? Yeah, um, I think you could. I just don't think you would get that same connection. I don't think people would be able to relate as much because there's just something different about a concert. Like there's something different about being there, seeing that person that you love so much, like right in front of you. Like you can't recreate that digitally. There's no way. So I do think it's really important. And um that's kind of why I like to be everywhere. So that's why I want to do live. I want to be virtual. I do my editing. I do everything because I feel like a lot of people just show up and sing and they're like, all right, blow me up. No, you have to put the work in. You have to be ready to learn and do everything because I feel like you should. Word. So where does your like deep conceptualization of all this stuff come from? Because to be a new artist, you said you've only been doing this eight months. Like you got your look popping, your music popping. Like how do you have it so well put together so fast? There's a lot of people, they all over the place say like, a, I want to say almost like a hot mess or just here, there, not every, not where they're supposed to be going. Like how do you have it so well put together already? Wow. Well, thank you, first of all, for saying that. Because sometimes I don't think I do, but um, I just study. I mean, I study the business side. I study the algorithm. I study, you know, what works and what doesn't. And I think a lot of the times people can tell if things are forced. So obviously you want to be marketable, but you also want to be yourself because people can tell if you're just like another Instagram baddie that's doing the same thing as everybody else. Like you have to figure out a way to stand out without losing yourself. So that's what I'm working on. Um, I feel like I still have a long way to go, but I have a lot of people I look up to and try to emulate in my own way, if that makes sense. 
who are those people like? Who do you look up to? Who are your inspirations artistically, musically? Like, you know, who inspires you? So musically, I'm all over the place. Um, my favorite band is the Beatles. Second is Queen. Ariana Grande, Kendrick Lamar. Like, I'm literally all over the place. In terms of Instagram, um, there's a profile called XXLex. And he, he gives me like the biggest inspo because his edits go crazy. He's a super nice guy. He's really talented. Um, so he's probably my biggest Instagram inspo. And then um, Zoe Jones, she's my TikTok and Instagram inspiration. Like just people who are very different, but they do it so well and so clean. Like I just have so much respect for them. Interesting. Like a lot of those people you named, I never even heard of them. So that just tells us like where the space is going. I think I like to think I'm an I'm an informed person in the music and the art and entertainment. But now the space is so big with all these different social media apps that it could be somebody that's literally has millions of followers, millions of fans that's streaming, that's getting a lot of money, and I never heard of them. Somebody else never heard of them. So, and I think that's actually cool though. You know, like opens yeah. up the whole world to you know choose to what type of music they want to put in. It's not just like programming, like, all right, like 20 years ago, you just have to listen to the radio and that's what you were fed or what comes on TV. Now, a lot of people, we don't even have TV. We don't have cable. We're just strictly online. So it's like a whole other world. And they say since COVID-19, it's not even been a full year since COVID-19, but they say like technologically wise, like we've expanded four years and like basically this one year, like the way the technology has just jumped and went to the future. So that's cool. You feel me? So I think that's excellent, really. You know, well, what about like you. fashion wise? Like you dress really cool in your Instagram pictures. Like where do you get your like fashion sense from or your style from? Do you have a stylist? Like where do you get your outfits from? Where do you shop at? Um, I mainly shop online. So like Diva Mode, um, I shop at Fashion Nova. I don't have a stylist. I do all my own hair, makeup, everything. I do all my own shoots. I do all my own editing. In terms of my style, that's kind of hard. I feel like I have a really unique style. I don't have friends that dress like me. I don't feel like I know people that dress like me. So it's kind of just me going online and just picking up random shit, honestly. Like, I just shop too much. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Can you ever shop too much, though? Like, No. Right. Go with no. Shopping's a good addiction, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. So, like, as far as online shopping, do you just tend to like mainly like shop at Fashion Nova or bigger online retailers or are you like open to shopping with like more independent online retailers like people that aren't like a big conglomerate or a big company like maybe they run their own Instagram or their own shop or whatever like what's your shopping preference? Um, I actually prefer the smaller companies um, so Diva Mode Couture is somebody that I've started working with recently and they're pretty small I like the smaller companies I think Fashion Nova is kind of one of those companies where it's more so I'm just going to buy from them in a pinch. Like if I have a photo shoot and I just really need something, I'll go to them. But I try to keep it to the smaller businesses. So like how does sizing work when you're shopping online? Like the size do you when you wear when you shop at different retailers, is it usually always that same size or does it vary? Like how does that work as a, like a online shopper, online retailer and an artist that's shopping for things that like you might need a photo shoot for or a music video, like things that are going to like actually, you know, have something to do with your career when you're shopping. Like how does that work with sizes? Um, everything is usually a medium for me. I don't buy pants online because I'm like. I have really long legs, so that doesn't work out. But everything else is usually like it's pretty standard across the board. Um, one thing I will say is with a lot of reviews, 
it'll say in the review. So people will be like, hey, this is not true to size. You need to go up or down. So I always read the reviews before I buy anything. Word. Okay. Okay. So you say you kind of like got long legs. How tall are you? I'm five five, but everybody thinks I'm like mad tall. I'm like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> you like a model, like you look like that Tyra Bates type of frame or something, like you know, Naomi Campbell type of build, but with your own face and skin color, like you know, you got that like diva type of vibe. You feel me? Like, oh my gosh, thank you. So maybe like the internet is just crazy how we perceive people, you know? Yeah, I've I've had people DM me like, oh, I saw you in person today. Like you're way taller than I thought. I'm like, I'm really not that tall. I don't feel like. Damn, that's kind of weird. Like, they say they saw you in person, but do they actually come speak like, hey, what's up? Like, are they just, just send a DM or something? They just send me a DM. They don't come up to me in person. I mean, I've had a few people like, oh, I think I follow you on Instagram. But for the most part, people will DM me like, oh, I, I saw you at the store. I'm like, why don't you say something? Like, come say hi right. to me. Would that feel weird in this space that we're in for somebody to say, hey, I think I, I know you from online or I follow you online. Hi, can I like take a selfie or kind of video with you or I just want to say hi or would you prefer just people to stay away like how do you feel about that whole space as for where we're in currently like what are your thoughts on that I think that would be so cool if people came up to me I would love that like I would never turn somebody away unless I'm like out to eat but in the current climate I wouldn't be um so people could come up to me I would be like yeah let's take a picture like that's so cool Right. Okay. Interesting. So you're like an online based artist. You started online, but you actually get in-person recognition in, in your city. Um, yeah, actually. So I had somebody that painted me and I went to the art gallery and a ton of people recognized me there. I was like, whoa, this is kind of wild because I still feel like I'm so small, but I have had people recognize me before from YouTube and Instagram. So you're on YouTube, you're on TikTok, you're on Instagram, you're on Voicely. So like that could really potentially be, be reaching like tens or hundreds of millions of people, maybe even possibly billions of people, like impressions, all that kind of stuff. And I think maybe sometimes we don't just think about like how many people you can reach just from your phone and what big an impact you can have on somebody. So I think people should just keep in mind like everything they say, everything they do. It can really like, you know, you said you're trying to make music that in, that heals, that has a good energy. So everything, everything you post, everything you tweet, everything you TikTok, all that stuff has like an effect on everything, I guess. And, your and people's perception of you as an artist, as a social media influencer, I don't know if you call yourself an influencer, but I guess essentially anybody that has a lot of followers that does anything online is an influencer in some form, right? So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've been told by like one of the best things I've been told by an industry person is be everywhere. Like you have to be absolutely everywhere so that, you know, it's kind of like people are forced to acknowledge you to some extent because you're in their face all the time. Obviously, don't be like annoying with it. But that was some of the best advice I think I've gotten. Word. So I think early in our conversation, you mentioned like a team and that you're like currently pretty much working mostly by yourself. So what if like a music label or something like that approached you, would you be open to like a partnership or signing a record deal? Or do you prefer saying independent and you wanna build your own team? Like what are your thoughts and feelings on that? So I would prefer to be independent, but if the deal was like not a 360 deal or something that's kind of trash, um, I would definitely sign. Labels are a little bit scared of me for whatever reason, because one, my dad doesn't play with labels. Like he has lawyers on deck, so he's not 
like labels can't pull the wool over my eyes and they know that. So a lot of labels don't even deal with me because they know I'm not just going to say yes to whatever. Um, but I have three jobs. I work full time in healthcare, like 22 hour shifts. I wow. do video and photo editing. I also do social media consulting. So doing all that, in addition to everything for my music, it's a lot. So if I had the potential to have a team, I definitely would. Right. So you mentioned like the 360 model. So for a lot of people that may not be familiar that are watching or listening and don't know what the 360 deal is, a 360 deal is pretty much like when you sign to a manager, a label, an agent, a company, whatever. And 360 usually means like whatever you make, whatever you do, the, the company's going to take a certain percentage off of everything, whether it be like your merch sales, whether it be your music streams, whether it be you do a show or if you get some type of business going or something, usually they will take a percentage of that, right? So you said mm -hmm. you're not kind of comfortable with the 360 aspect, but you did also mention like you work in the healthcare field, you're working like all these hours a day, you're editing all your own videos and all that. Imagine like a partnership was presented to you and it was a 360 deal, right? But, and it was like, okay, whatever amount of money, whatever, you know, that's negotiable, but you gotta think about it. Like at the end of the day, it's like, you're spending all this time being in, being in the healthcare field, doing all this stuff. But what if like the company or whoever that was offering the 360 deal, like say, we're gonna take care of that for you. But in turn, yes, we do wanna sign into this 360 deal where we get a percentage off of everything you do. But now you only have to focus on creation. You only, you only have to focus on your art, your music, your health, your life, your love, you know, creating as opposed to doing all this other stuff, which you may not necessarily want to do. I'm not sure if you like it or whatever, but just working all these hours. Now we just want you to focus purely on being an artist. So how would that seem? Does that make a 360 deal feel different or is it just still the same? Like, nah, I'm cool on 360. Yeah, it would make it different. Um, the main thing that had me against 360 deals is people were saying, you know, a lot of the times when artists are on really intense tours, it's because they owe labels money. It's because like they have to be out and perform. And it's that kind of like almost slave aspect that turned me off of it. But at the same time, it's different now because there's no shows going on. So that's not really a factor. Right. So yeah, I would be down. I would definitely be down. I mean, it's a lot of ways artists get in debt, right? Yes. Like, you feel me? It's different budgets they give you. Like some people, like Kanye West, he's very like avant-garde with his tours, right? Or Lady Gaga, right? Mm -hmm. Kanye West, I forgot what numbers he would say. He would say, yeah, I put 10 million, I put this much million into my touring to get all the stuff, all the lights, all the stage equipment, the dancers, or what all he wants to do to express himself in his art musically, right? So that could cost a lot of money, you feel me? Like for me, I might just say, I'm about to wear this hoodie, I'm about to get the mic, and we're going to turn on the music, and I'm going to go rap, and that's it, and my cost is low, you feel what I'm saying? And that's it. For some people like Lady Gaga, she got dancers, or you feel what I'm saying? So right. all that, like, changes your budget or whatever changes like how much you're spending which can lead to you going into debt with the with the label right yeah so you got that, so you got that aspect then you have like a uh, production so like uh what producers you're working with whether you got your own producers you produce your own music you got producers you came up with that were just producing from you from the jump where you messing producers or you're working with these producers that the label are giving you and they're going to charge you x amount of points and they like a big producer so they want like a grip of your publishing a grip of your whatever a grip of your you know or just your budget for for, for production is just it's going to get knocked out fast or you know you get what i'm yeah. saying so it's different ways that you go about like you know at the end of the day people forget i think that it's called the music business you know I'm saying so it's like you got to have all that accounted for you feel me i'm not saying that 
you know, a record deal or a partnership is good or bad, you know, anything could be good or bad depending on the terms, you know, but right. it's looking at it and educating people because now a lot of people are getting like these different deals, 360 deals, whether it be for music or for whatever, just because they're on these spaces that we mentioned, they're on YouTube, they're on social media, they're on this. They don't necessarily have to be a music artist. They could just be someone that makes videos. Like we just saw, was it Jake Paul or Logan Paul fight? Uh, oh my uh, God, yes. Yeah. Oh, um, what is his name? Nate? Right. Nate he knocked Cynthia. Nate Robinson out. Like, yes. Ah, he was gone. Like, like gone. You feel me? Nobody expected that. Like, Nate Robinson just got knocked the fuck out. You feel me? He got knocked down a grip of times. Like, Jake Paul beat his ass. Like, I, I can't even cap. You feel me? Like, nobody expected that. But just Jake Paul's a YouTuber. Like, he never played a professional sport. Like, he just made his own YouTube. And then his brother's yeah. about to fight Mayweather. So it's like, that's crazy. Yeah. And imagine how big of a bag that is. Like, that's a big bag. Yeah, I have my own personal feelings about the Paul brothers, but I will say like their business model, like they know what they're doing because they're so hate, like not hated, but they have so much animosity towards them that they know people are going to watch everything they do because they're going to watch that fight and hope that one of them gets knocked out. And even if they don't get knocked out, well, too late. The people already pay for the ticket. They already like they know how to market people not liking them which is crazy to me. Like, it's smart. Right. Very interesting aspect. Like, you could get a lot of money and get a lot of fame and a lot of social media followers on people actually not liking you here in this mm-hmm. in the day. And then you could be a person where your followers and fans love you, but you don't have a lot. You're under 10,000. You're under 5,000. You're in a micro box. And then you could be hated and millions of people hate you, but be famous, you know what I'm saying? And be paid as fuck off the hate or off of that energy, off of them, like, you know, interacting with your posts, saying I hate you or liking it or disliking it or whatever, which is really like, almost, I think on social media, when you click the like button, when you click comment, when you do any of that, you're like virtually spending money almost. Like you're you're, yeah. you're playing to the logarithm, you know what I'm saying? Because you're watching advertisements or you're doing whatever and you're paying that influencer in one way or another just by liking them, you know, like, you know, imagine like, one one thousandth of a cent or something every time you like their post or something so it got to be like a billion people to like they post for it to equal to a thousand or something but maybe in the course of a year you might get a billion likes or whatever you know what i'm saying so yeah i agree right so damn that's crazy though you feel me so with that type of thing in mind like you know you can sign to a company there are no shows right now and then boom they give you like an endorsement partnership with another clothing brand maybe it's maybe it's fashion nova maybe it's victoria's secret maybe it's some crazy shit that you would have never been able to get on your own outside of this deal so do you feel the 360 model will work in that perspective or just what do you think about it still now after hearing that yeah i do um i think it it just it kind of depends because i do know there's a girl that i watched Um, when she had 2000 followers and she got signed to Atlantic and they put her in videos with Saweetie and all this, all these people, but like, she's still only at 10 K. So it's like, it almost makes me wonder how often they work because she signed, but still nobody knows about her. So Mm. that's another aspect that I'm like, you know, I would just have to weigh the pros and cons and kind of see, I would rather sign to like a smaller label I think rather than like a really, really big one. Cause I just think when you sign to bigger ones, just cause you're signed doesn't mean they're actually going to boost you. Like they pick and choose which artists they want to boost and they nice. just let the other ones flop. So I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah. I guess it's like a write-off for them at the end of the day. Like if we just sign one artist and one of them ends up being Madonna or Kate Perry or Lady Gaga or Lil Wayne or Lil Baby or, 
six nine, then that's gonna make us make up for all the money we lost signing these people that who didn't do anything. Cause right. it's like you said, I know lots of artists that are my friends personally. You're signed, and you're you're way more popular than them online right now. And they have million dollar record deals and all that kind of stuff, and their followers are not there. It's just not there. They nobody knows their music or anything, but they might just have a have a deal, you know. So it's it's crazy how that how the space works, how the music industry works nowadays, you know. I almost think labels are kind of a little lost now in the social media world because I think labels are starting to understand that people can do a lot of this stuff by themselves. And labels are like, oh, if we just throw enough money into this person, they'll they'll pop off. But that's not necessarily true anymore. So I think labels are honestly kind of floundering a little bit in some respects. So like how as a label, how do they get the bag? Like I like an artist. I want to sign them. How does how does the label get money in that in that perspective if the, the artist is not comfortable with 360 or they are with 360 there's no shows like what's the way for the label to actually get the return on your investment because at the end of the day it's business so how does the label win and the artist win at the same time i think you would really have to find someone that one is able to generate hype on their own because if if this artist can't even generate hype on their own then then you're really not going to be able to help them because nobody's interested and i think a lot of labels try to put people in a box, but they need to, they need to go for the weird people, you know, like the Ash Nikos and like the people that are just like out here doing stuff that nobody else is doing. Cause we're tired of hearing the same rap over and over again, same song over and over again, seeing the same style over and over again. Like they need to start embracing the more eccentric people in my opinion. Mm, interesting. So like eccentricism or being eccentric, whatever, I'm, I'm looking for the right word there. That helps you stand out, and that just gives you more interaction. When you say on social media, just being different, being unique, yeah, looking different, sounding different, all of that, yeah. Okay, so you feel if the, if the labels invested more in people that were just out of the box, not sounding cookie cutter, not looking the same, not wearing the same Balenciagas, the same everything else as everybody else, they could in turn get more profits by having a more original artist with a more original sound. But in turn, that might take more risk because it's something new. Yes, I think that's the part is they, they need to take more risks. And, you know, could they lose out on it? Yeah, but I don't think any of them are hurting for money bad enough to where like it would really be detrimental. Worse. So maybe what you're saying is like labels need better like A&R teams and like like discovery, you know, like not just looking for a person that's big on social media, but looking for somebody that would be actually a great artist that's marketable in a unique way or something, maybe, you know? Yeah, they need to like look for more of the whole package because I'm going to be like completely honest, like it's a lot of talented people out there. There's a lot of people who can sing. It's a lot of people who can rap, but not everybody's ready to be a full artist. Mm, just because you can sing, just because you can rap doesn't mean that you're marketable. You need somebody who is unique enough that they're the full package. Right, right. And then you got to have the drive and just more than talent, the want, the will, because you're going to have to go to the studio, you're going to have to go record. You might have to do shows every day for a month with no breaks. You might have to do your rehearsals. You may not see your friends, your family, your loved ones, your whoever, for a while. You might have to really be on the grind and it may not be all you thought it was. It was just like how easy it seemed before. Like it does take some work to be a successful artist. Like best believe all the most successful artists are probably like working their ass off to be successful. You know, like if they're doing, especially if they're touring artists, if they're doing a lot of shows, like that takes some type of energy. And if you do have a bad show, if you don't deliver your performance, 
the best because of social media, because of people having phones and all this kind of stuff, then people are gonna record it like, yo, so-and-so sucks. They just, mm-hmm. I bought my ticket and they suck ass. I feel ripped off. And then you're gonna have negative press, negative publicity, all that kind of stuff. So it all takes yeah. it word. So with you being such an artist, like this, it seems like you're immersing your art, you know, like you're really focused on like creating, like you say, healing people through your music. Like, what do you do outside of, like, music and work? You know what I mean? Like, what else do you do? I don't do anything, to be honest. I am always working 24-7 to the point where, like, anybody who knows me, like, I get daily texts from my friends and my family that are like, did you relax today? Did you actually, like, like, I don't even sleep just because I'm, like, I got work to do. You know, I'm very, like, on, on, on kind of person. Word. Okay. So you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, none of that? Just Mm-mm. focus on the focus on the goals. Focus on creating. Mm-hmm. That's that's really great. I don't think a lot of people have that like tunnel vision just to go for what they want. A lot of people get sidetracked or whatever, and I think that just separates the real from the fake. That separates separates who was meant to do it and who wants to do it. You know, separates like right. the people that you're just really a fan playing in this space from people that are serious about it. You know. Yes, exactly. I agree. Because as you said earlier, anybody can pick up a phone and they could just be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to record myself. I'm going to sing, I'm going to make a first song, whatever. But like, it's probably going to take consistency. It's probably going to take a lot of things, you know, just for you to pop off. You feel me? It might. It's probably going to take a lot of money investment on your part as the artist to invest in yourself because no one's going to believe in you. No one's going to invest in you unless you're invested in yourself. You know? Right. Everything is an investment from, you know, the smallest thing is purchasing a phone to your outfits to studio equipment to music videos to all that. Your, your hair, your nails, your makeup, mm-hmm. all that is an investment in yourself as an artist. Sometimes when, when you're with the label, they might help you do some of that or that's deductible from your, you know, expenses or whatever. But as an independent artist, you have to find a way. And to do that yourself, so you need an investor. You gotta be rich. You gotta be a drug dealer. Legal, right? Something. Something. You gotta have working hard, twenty-two hours a day, or something at your job. And then it's creates space. Like, damn, it's hard for me to create music. Hard for me to create yeah. new shit I love. You know, so it's, it's very. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's triggering me because it is. It's hard. It's really hard, and it's not even only hard on me. Like, it's it's a big strain in relationships, like friendships, anything, because. I just don't have time for, for people in general. You know, I barely have time for myself and a lot of people like my friends, it hurts their feelings. And it's like, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm just like, you know, I gotta be on, you know, there's, there's nobody else doing it for me. Nobody's editing for me. Nobody's writing these songs for me. Nobody's doing anything for me. So it's, it's not, music is not as glamorous as people think it is. Like it's a lot of really fucking hard work all the time. Every single day. There's not a single day of my life that I wake up and don't do something for my music or my art. So what's like your like songwriting process or song creation process? Like how do you find your lyrics and like actually get that to be a song? So it's really weird. And I don't know why it is, but I can only write in the car. Every single song that I've ever written, I've been cruising. I don't know why, but I'll just like go out at night and I'll look up beats and I'll just put it on shuffle until I find a beat I like and I can just write like right then and there I don't write it on paper I've never written words on paper I just like freestyle and that's how all my songs kind of come out 
So when you freestyle, do you like voice record yourself or you just remember the lyrics, like on some Jay-Z shit? Like how, how does that work? I just remember, I don't record anything. I just kind of, I just remember everything that I do. Okay, and this is like your raps and your singing? Because I see that you do both from listening to your music and watching like you're a lyricist and you're like a vocalist at the same time. Yeah, so any kind of, anything I write, raps, anything, I never write it down, I never record it. I just like let it go off the top and I just remember it. Okay, wow. So like, how do you find the producers you work with? Um, I haven't found any actually so for beats I get them all off YouTube I'm trying to figure out my own like how to make beats but it's really hard <laughs> and then studios I don't have any so that's definitely something I'm trying to figure out but a lot of people have started to come to me so that's a blessing um, it's it's also something you have to be wary of because you have to be concerned with who's trying to you have to be concerned with who's parasitic and who mm. wants to leech off of you and who wants to actually help you because the people who actually want to help you are few and far between. That's real. Like, it's a lot of parasites in the music industry that just want to leech off you, leech off your energy. They want to steal your vibe. They want to, like, steal your swag. They want to steal your lyrics. They want to just steal your look and duplicate it, sell it to somebody else. So you mm. kind of got to have discernment on what to do and what not to do. So, like, how do you record? Like, you record at home. Do you record on your computer? You record on your phone? Like how do you actually record your music? Um, so I actually had been recording before I released for like a year. So I have like 10 songs that I just never released. And so for now, that was in a studio, but I'm starting to run out. I only have three left, which will be on the EP in February. So now I'm like trying to find another studio because I don't have the equipment to record myself. But yeah, I want to make sure what I do is quality. And I don't know how to do that yet. So I definitely try to turn to professionals for that. Word. I would like say that that's really key right there. Like a lot of people say, like, yo, I, want, I need to make beats. I need beats. I need this and that. And it's like trying to learn how to make a beat might take you years or months or whatever. When you could have just bought a beat or made an agreement with a producer or whatever, however that works or whatever, to get a beat or whatever. And that would save you time and energy in your music career to get to where you want to go faster as to like, you know, trying to do everything from scratch for some people. You know, just since we're talking, I know people watching and listening, like, you know, doing everything yourself in the music industry will probably never work. Definitely like have to collaborate with people not necessarily have them on your team, but a team is probably good, probably something you need to be successful. I don't know anybody personally has just made it on their own with just no team, just them. They just, they're just that yeah. nigga or that bitch or whoever, just uh, with nobody by themselves. Because it's, you know, I guess music is a collaborative art, but it's definitely a business and you need more, way more than one person in your business and in your team to make it all click. Because it's a social media aspect, the promotion aspect, the recording aspect, the engineering aspect, the visual aspect of getting your pictures, your vi you know, all that kind of stuff done to the quality or however you want it to make it look. So it's like a lot of work. To, like how you said, people don't understand how much work it is just to get like one release out, one single out or one project out. Yeah, it's a lot. It really, really is. And it's important to allocate your energy correctly because you can just burn yourself out. Um, and that's how I've been feeling lately. I've been just burnt out. But, you know, like you've got to push through it. Obviously, take care of yourself. But, yeah, it is a lot. So, like, how do you find that balance between, OK, I got to work, I got to get money, I got to record? Like, how do you 
how do you find it? Because you look like you're doing it pretty well. You feel me? From the outside looking in, like, you look like you're doing it very well. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not true. I don't know. But from the outside, it's like, man, you got it going on. You feel me? You looking good. Your music's sounding fire. Your picture's just popping. So, like, how do you maintain it? How do you do it all? Like, how do you do it so well? Like, um, To be honest, I'm, like, kind of a high-functioning fun- train wreck. <laughs> like, I'm very anxious all the time. I'm, I never relax, like, I'm about to take a vacation in a month, which is the first vacation I've ever taken ever. And that's because I literally feel like I will burn out if I don't. So I would say to anybody like do better than me mentally when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like if your body's telling you go take a nap, go take a nap, you know, like don't, don't go past your point of like running on E. If you need to take a break, take a break. And that's something I need to work on. Cause if I need a break physically or mentally, I won't allow myself one. I'll just be like, if I just push a little bit more, if I just do this a little bit more and it is not a good way to go. Definitely. So man, you got some fly ass earrings on. Like what are they, do they going in the dark or something? <laughs> Thank like- you. No, I wish that would be so cool. Yeah. I just got them today, but that would be dope if they did. So what's your favorite color? Cause you're like a colorful person, like on your Instagram, you wear so many different colors, so many different styles, so many different vibes. Like what colors do you like the most? Like they say color symbolism, color symbolism means a lot. So what colors do you like? Do you like to wear? What colors like draw? Do you draw towards? Like what colors do you like? Um, Lavender is my favorite color. And um, that's kind of how lilac came about. Cause I like light purples and pastels and I, I really like, bright colors um so yeah i mean my whole closet's lavender i'm not even gonna lie it's like lavender and black <laughs> so really light colors or like full goth okay so so lilac the color is like a, a shade of purple more or less yes and yeah. that's your favorite color and that's that's your artist name lilac because you feel like you're that you're giving that energy off of lilac so lilac the way i spell it is intentional because I have the word lie in it because lilac is like a happy color you see and you're like oh this is nice I feel at ease Mm -hmm. but I have like a darkness to me which is why Mm -hmm. I spelled it with the word lie because it's like it's it's kind of like flower in a dark room mentality like it's it's cute but also like there is some undertone of like of darkness and heaviness to it which I wanted to add What's the darkness? What's like the goth energy? Like, where does that come from? What's creating it? Like, what's that about? Um, I think I've just been through a lot of shit and I don't talk about it because I'm one of those people that like, if I'm going through it, I kind of like cocoon and I don't talk to anybody. And I just like say to myself, because I feel like everybody has their own shit. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I've been through a lot in my life and, you know, I struggle with depression. I struggle with PTSD. Like my mind... What I, what I say is, like, I'm used to the sunken place. Like, I'm, I'm comfortable there. They know my name there. I'm chilling there. Like, I'm used to the darkness. It's inviting to me. But I also know it's not a place that you can get complacent and you, you can't stay there. So I think the artist name is my battle between trying not to stay in the darkness and, and trying to balance my, my mental, basically. Mm, okay, because lilac's like a beautiful color. But it's like kind of dark. It's purple. It's a little bit of darkness. It's not quite pink. It's purple. So I could I could see that in you. That's that's an excellent explanation, and that's a great artist name. I think for you, that really fits you. So that's pretty Thank dope. You. 
So uh, what can people look for, like, coming for, from you for in the future? Like, are you, like, singles, albums? Are you more pressed on projects? Are you more pressed on singles? Like, what do you like to give? What do you like to release? What's easiest for you to give and give to the people where you don't feel like, ah, it's a burden to give this to me, to, do, to you guys as fans or whatever? What do you like to release the most? Um, so I'll be releasing my first EP on my birthday, which is February 10th. Okay. And so that's the biggest project I've had yet. After that, I mean, people have asked me for an album. It's a little bit tough because it's hard to know who to listen to. So like my supporters want an album, but the industry people I've talked to are like, you don't have a big enough following for an album. So it's, it's like hard to understand where you're at in that respect. So I think I'll probably stick to singles after this EP. Um, but people have also been asking me for merch. So I'm trying to explore that. I'm trying to explore tangible things, like maybe even making a record that I could sell so people could have like a part of the experience or, you know, things like that as well. So would that be like a vinyl record, a CD, a tape? Like what type of record would you say? I'd probably do vinyl just because I think they're really cool. But okay. I think that's something that like uh, streaming took away from artists. Like uh, artists used to go print their tapes out like in the 80s, 90s or whatever and go sell them. Or they can make their CDs and just go sell them. You can print them yourself, duplicate them yourself, pay somebody to do them. You can actually go get money the same day. You can have a concert and sell your stuff. But now it's like, I don't think I really own a CD player. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I think I probably have to put it in my in my like my Xbox or my PlayStation or my DVD drive to listen to a CD or my computer. If some people's computers don't even have CD-ROM drives. So it's like the way the technology has took us, it kind of took like some of the power out of our hands as creators to like make the dollar straight in my hand. Cause I, it's hard for me to sell you my music here. Like, Hey, you want to buy the CD from me? Even if you know me, love me, it's hard for me to do that because like, well, if I buy it from you, if I buy it, it's just really like a symbolic thing. Cause I can listen to your music online for free or from the streaming yeah. service I subscribe to. So it's like, what way would you like your, your fans and supporters to support you the most? Hmm. I mean, I think merch would be cool if I'm like started making journals. That would be cool. Something that I've always wanted to do as well is like, you know, the little lyric books they used to have in CDs. Okay. Word. word. I used to, well, what I would like to do is make one in Braille. And then I would also like to make another one um, for people, like one that's really visually stunning for people who are deaf. Cause like, I don't feel, I feel like as an artist, I want to try to touch as many people as I can. So I don't want you to feel like you have to be able to, how, how do I phrase this? Like, I want to be able to reach everybody. I don't care if you can't hear, you can't see, you can't be this, you can't be that. I want to be able to reach as many people as I possibly can. Cause I feel like there's a lot of groups that go ignored and like, they like art too. They like music too, but nobody cares about them enough. That's, that's, that's really like I never even heard something like that before. Like make a, a record thing in Braille. That's deep. Like that's really like giving people a third dimension. Because you know when you see people performing, they have the little translators and all that kind of stuff. But in Braille, that's deep on a whole nother level. You're you really think different. I like the way you do everything. It's like kind of on your own type of terms. Like it seems like you do everything like really organically. Like you're not like a cookie cutter artist for sure. Like you're your own original artist. So I really appreciate that about you. And I hope you continue to do that. And I hope you continue to feed the people your energy because basically that's what music is, is energy, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, 
great interview. Uh, I guess we'll wrap it up here and let people know like how they can find you on the internet or what's the best place for them to tap in to you. Cause some people say, well, go to Spotify, go to here. But for me, my preference may not be that. Like I might want you to tap in with me some other way. So what ways would you prefer people that are interested in you and looking at you, seeing you, hearing you, what ways would you prefer them to tap in and like, you know, get into your, your energy? I would say the best way is um, my Instagram, which is I am Lilac. And that's just because um, I have a link in my bio that will take you to everything. It'll take you to my YouTube, my TikTok, my Facebook. So basically, Instagram is how you can get involved with me everywhere that I am. And I put the most energy into Instagram as well. Okay, for sure. All right. So this is Lilac. Uh, this is the Rockstar Podcast. We signing out. Make sure you go find her on Instagram and everywhere else. Look at her videos. Look at her TikToks. It's all amazing. Trust me. I vouch for it. Until then, we'll see you guys later. Rockstar, we out.